Go ahead and please be seated. It is true that in every season of life, we can easily become consumed and distracted with things that leave us empty, even during that of the Christmas season. And tonight is a call for us as God's children to remember what Christ has accomplished and to properly worship him. Why did Jesus Christ, the Son of God, leave the glories of heaven and come to this earth? Why is the birth of Christ, his life, the cross, his death, and resurrection so important? Listen to God's word found in Ephesians chapter 2. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy... Because of the great love which he loved us, even we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. And by grace you've been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you've been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Not a result of works so that no one may boast. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Remembrance number one tonight is Christ came to to save spiritually dead sinners. Christ came to save spiritually dead sinners. Without Jesus Christ, all of humanity is hopeless and dead in their sins. Without Christ coming, without his sinless life, without the cross, without his resurrection, there is no salvation. When we are outside and we are driving through neighborhoods and we see a nativity scene, That that should remind us that God has come to this earth. That God has provided salvation. That it was the Father's will to save sinners through the sending of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. That is God's great love. In 1 John 1, verses 8-10, through if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So Jesus Christ is Lord and he left the glories of heaven in obedience to God the Father to come to this earth and to save sinners. Romans 3, 23 and 24 for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. 
So no one is justified, no one is in right standing, no one is made right without the free gift of God's grace through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. God himself is the only one who can deliver anyone from their wickedness. God accomplished what man could never accomplish. John 3, 16, you know this. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. That whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. So God sent his son, his son saves sinners, those who believe in Christ, they are not condemned, but those who do not believe in Christ are condemned already. These verses don't inform us of any neutral ground with God. You are condemned or you are not condemned. Every soul in this world, that soul has salvation or that soul does not have salvation. John chapter 3 Verse 35 and 36, the Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. So often we hear so much about the love of God that the wrath of God has been far removed from our society. And yet, do we think the Son of God came to this earth to save good and righteous people? He came to this earth to save sinners. That those who believe in Christ have eternal life. That whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life. Did you notice the words used? Those who believe, they will obey. Those who do not obey, they are not saved, and the wrath of God remains on them. Christ came to save spiritually dead sinners. Remembrance number two, grace through faith in Christ is humanity's only salvation. Grace through faith in Christ is humanity's only salvation. Going back to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. But God... But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places. In Christ Jesus, so in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Salvation is by grace through faith in Christ. Salvation is a gift to undeserving sinners. Salvation is a work of God. It's not a work of man. God's people have always been a waiting people. 
This has been true in history and it is true today. In the Old Testament, they were waiting for the promised Messiah, the promised Savior. Since the ascension of Christ, his children have been waiting for his glorious return. And when Christ returns, he will no longer rescue sinners, but he will judge the world. Tonight, we have gathered together as his people to worship him. We have gathered to hear and remember that Christ came to save spiritually dead sinners. We have gathered to hear that outside of God's grace, we would be spiritually dead. That's enough for us as God's children to soak in and to think about. And just maybe you are here and you understand for the first time that you are spiritually dead in your sins. Scripture says to call on Christ to save you. Romans 10 verse 13, for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. The salvation that God has provided is his son. Jesus Christ is not a way. Jesus Christ is the way. There is a major difference in those words. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Jesus. The salvation that God has provided is His Son. Go to His Son. Go to Christ. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. So turn. Turn from your sins. Trust in Christ. Turn to Christ. Call on Christ at this very moment to save you. Because Christ came to save spiritually dead sinners. Grace through faith in Christ is humanity's only salvation. And if you are saved, you were created in Christ Jesus for good works. Walk this life not for yourself. Walk this life not for others. Walk this life for Christ. He goes on in Ephesians 2, verse 10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I love Ephesians 2, 10. It reminds me over and over again that everything that God has done, it is not by accident and it is not a response to humanity. Everything that Christ has done has been predestined, foreknown before the foundation of the world, that he was going to do it this way. Look at it this way. When sin entered the world, was the cross of Christ plan B? Or was the cross of Christ always plan A? It was always plan A. That should expand our great love of understanding the great love of God and saving sinners. Because Christ does not just save sinners, he sanctifies them. Meaning, his children, they will live for him. If we are his workmanship, if we are created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, you better believe that the children of God are going to walk in them. If you have no evidence of salvation in your life, now is a good time to examine yourself. With each passing year, I become more and more concerned of hearing preachers and teachers preach the gospel and then they make promises in which God does not allow them to make. 
If you've ever had a human being tell you that you are saved and you are 100% going to heaven, I am sorry. Scriptures say, examine yourself. What God has breathed says, examine yourself. I am not allowed to know your heart. You cannot know anybody else's heart. You can deceive everybody, just like the scribes and the Pharisees deceived so many. And Jesus calling them out and saying, you are a whitewashed tomb. We are called to examine ourselves. If you have no evidence of salvation, now is a good time to examine yourself. God's children, they hate sin. They're not perfect, but but we hate sin. God's children, they love the Bible. They love to hear the scriptures. They love to be encouraged by what God has breathed. They love to sing to the Lord. If you open up the scriptures, that's what you see. We're commanded by God to sing. How can we not sing for what all He has done? They love His commands and they they want to please Him. Just like with a Christian that you have just met for the very first time and you start talking about things in which it's like, that's amazing. Like, I have gone through that too. I have learned that too. And I've heard that. Like, you're excited because you see what God did in you, God has done in other people. God's children love the church. I've heard so many people say, I love the Lord, I just don't love the church. Those, those don't connect because you're saying you don't love family? Like, you're saying you don't love other people which Christ died for? And you think that God just adopted you as an only child? Like, God adopted you into a family. Is the church messed up? Yes. We're all messed up. We all stumble in many ways. This is not a place for people who have it all together, but this is a place where we can come and celebrate what Christ has done because Christ has it all together. God's children, they love the church. The church is the bride of Christ. Christ is coming back for his church. If you belong to Christ, remember your Savior, Jesus Christ, this season. And praise him. His grace is raising you who are spiritually dead. It's his grace. He has raised you from spiritual death to life. And if you belong to Christ, bathe family and friends in the truth that we find in God's word. God's great love is to be talked about. God's great love is to be shared by us. God's great love is not to be held inside, it's to be coming outside of us, speaking about it, talking about it. That changes everything in how we live. We don't just gather together with friends and talk about everything else going on in the world. We gather together as brothers and sisters in Christ, and what do we talk about? We talk about Christ. Like right now, even as a church, we are hurting because we are missing a brother in Christ. What do we miss? We miss what Christ has, what 
Christ did in that man. We miss what Christ conformed more into the image of Christ, and that overflowed into the lives of people in this church. I mean, Christ is in everything of his children. So if you belong to Christ, speak of Christ often this season. Talk about God's great love and the fact that a holy, righteous, good God would come to his creation to save sinners. God's great love is to be talked about and shared by his children. Heavenly Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for the truth of your holy word. As we are reading in Ephesians, we get to these two words, but God. You have done it all. May we, as your people, made in your image, image you to this world. Help us to cherish things that are found in your word. Help us to love your commands. Help us to speak of Christ. Help us to have boldness in talking to others about the Savior of the world. Father, thank you for tonight. And we pray this in the name of Christ, the name that is above all names. Amen.